Welcome, Welcome back. back to <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm Ashley. I'm Cameron. And I'm Jen. Wait, we didn't say <laughs> are we living? Are we living? No. No. I forgot, I forgot what the answer was. <laughs> Wait, oh, is the answer yes? No, it's no, sometimes, okay. always. <laughs> Are we living? No. no. Are we laughing? Sometimes. sometimes. Are we lying? Always. always. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm Ashley. Oh. I'm, I'm Cameron. I'm Jen. <laughs> <laughs> and this is our most chaotic episode yet so welcome <laughs> which is saying a lot considering the last one that was just the three of us um anyway. welcome to 2022 everyone happy new year yes happy new year and also Thanks. happy covid is ravaging again and we all have to be virtual so that's why this is a hot mess because happy happy we're all, happy we're all on zoom right now um but yeah, we wanted to make sure that we got some content out to our loyal subscribers. Um, so we got together virtually today to talk about our first semester, um, do some reflections, and then talk a little bit about how our first final season went. We did it. Here we are. <laughs> We're here to tell the story on the other side. Tell the tales. Um, so our first topic is going to be our study techniques and how we feel we did last semester and maybe what we want to change or what worked. So if anybody feels compelled to talk about I mean, that. <clears throat> like the most obvious study technique that we heard in every law student around the world here is, is outlining. And so, yeah. you know, you, you think throughout the whole semester, you don't need to do it. You hear people saying, oh, I'm working on my outline, this, that, and the other. And like, I still don't feel like I know if I want to work on it during the semester or just save it till the end, because it's such a good way to study right before finals, like gathering yeah. all the important information. Like that's just another form of studying. I liked it at the end. I don't know. I maybe could have come up with a better technique, like throughout the semester to be reviewing mm -hmm. and like getting like, you know, an overall grasp, especially for some of our year long classes, like, you know, see where the information is fitting in. But like, it was a great study technique at the end to then compile it all together. And like, that was a lot more helpful for me than I think would be like going over and over and again, like eyes glazed over, like actually compiling it all was, was really good. So I don't know if I'd do it differently. Yeah, I think to bounce off of your idea, like my goal for this semester is to like review things at the end of the week because like last semester, I would close my laptop after co contracts and be like, oh, well, we learned something today and I won't look at that until December. Whereas like, I probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> I should probably be actively like reviewing Why is things. that still going to be me? <laughs> Like, I mean, we're two weeks in and I haven't done it yet. So, yeah, I, 
I, the whole semester felt stressed and pressured that I wasn't doing an outline. And then I like kind of started doing it, but literally scrapped it anyway when I got to the end, because when I went back to look at it, I was like, this isn't helpful because I wrote it four weeks ago and haven't looked at it since then. So I'm just going to restart. So I feel like it is a waste of my time unless, like you said, Ashley, like I go over it regularly. But like if I just do it to do it and then wait till the end, like I'm wasting my time when I'm writing it. So I do think that like it's not a thing that you have to feel like there's no other way to outline than to start it from the beginning and like be working on it the whole semester. Like you can still be plenty successful, not doing it that way, even though people make it sound like that's the only way to do it. Right. (laughs) Outline or bust. (laughs) Outline or die. (laughs) (laughs) The thing was that like, if you went through, you went through all your notes, like all the charts, like everything you had compiled from this whole semester. Right. And then you're probably left with like a 20 to 30, however freaking many pages, like document. And then from there, I went further and like tried to make like just like, you know, two written pages worth of like, what is like the most important Mm -hmm. things that I can like distill from this? Like, of course it depended on the class and like, was it open note? Was it not? But like, I tried to make that, into an even smaller thing. And that's what I was like religiously going over because those were like the most important things versus like, okay, well maybe this like obscure thing I'm like not getting or like, you know, this random thing that was mentioned once, like doesn't need my time (laughs) because like at the end of the day, it's, it's all fun to be like, Oh, I could do this or that or, but you don't have the time. Like you have other classes. Yeah. My motto was if I didn't understand it, it wasn't going to be on the exam. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a good way to look at things. If you don't, don't recommend, it, it probably won't be on the exam. <laughs> uh, yeah, I also think that like it has a lot to do with like what people are considering an outline because there are people who consider like 80 pages of all of their notes from the semester organized an outline, which like cool if that's how you want to do it like if you want to just go home and basically rewrite your notes from class in like a more organized fashion and call it an outline like you do you but I also think that like an outline can be an outline and can be helpful if it's just like literally an outline like just has like the basic rule bare bones yeah like and it can be something that you do at the end that really is just like okay here's like the basics of the course so like I don't know I think it's a very subjective thing and people don't explain it well enough when they're just like oh you should outline and it's like okay cool but there's like so much more to it than just like you should make an outline as soon as you can Yeah. To me, like putting every small detail over the semester into one document, like one, I don't think is realistic. And two, I don't think it's helpful. Like we got some really good outlines from like older students and we got some outlines that I was like, how would you even like study through this? Like this is way too long. And this is like more information and given like they could have had a different professor or the professor taught differently, you know, people study differently, but like, I don't know. It just like, yeah, nobody explained it that well. And how could you? Cause it's subjective, but yeah. so it was a very like stressful it, experience. No one is going to read a 30, 40, 50 page outline. Like, yeah, that's all good and dandy. You have everything in one place, 
But then it's like, okay, well, where do you go from there to actually study the material and make sure you know it? Yeah. Yeah. And, and a lot of our professors like wanted something completely different. Like one of our professors said he did not want cases. So you could use the cases while you were like going through your notes to help you understand kind of how he might want you to argue on like a different topic, but like it wouldn't help to be able to pull that case name because he Mm -hmm. didn't want it. Like he wanted the bare bones. So then that outline was really, really short because it was like, do you get the terms and then can you argue it? But like he didn't want all the minutia from the whole semester. So that would not have been helpful. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to like switch gears slightly. I mean, still talking about like studying, but like as far as getting like your reading done throughout the semester, um, because yeah, outlining can be a thing that's throughout the semester, but I also feel like it's majorly like a finals thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think we can talk a little bit about like our experience with figuring out studying on like a day to day basis. Like how are we getting our reading done? Like, I don't know, just reflecting on that experience. Not well at the start of the semester. (laughs) I I don't know. It's funny because like when we were starting our first semester, like we were also nervous, but like we were also excited. And I've definitely been struggling this semester because I just am not very excited. I'm burnt out. Like I don't feel like that break was long enough. No, it was not. And that restful. Like I had a great time. It was wonderful, but I wasn't, you know. I don't know. I just, I do not feel recharged. Yeah. I feel like more tired going into this semester than last semester. Mm-hmm. And so especially since like, so we were on zoom for the first two weeks of classes and we're knock on wood going back in person this week. Um, and I have no experience of doing school online. Well, except the one class last semester, but before that, mm-hmm. so this is like a whirlwind to me because I just like, I love school mostly for the people aspect. So like not having that interaction like physically every single day has been like really taken a toll. Yeah, it doesn't feel as real. And I was sick all of last week and you can probably still hear my voice. So I was like, it especially didn't feel real because I like just could not physically like keep up with the readings and participating in class. And so this weekend is going to be a lot of catch up. But it yeah, it doesn't feel as real because I feel like we're still burnt out and Mm -hmm. then doing it online. Zoom school is hard. Jen and I both did it last year. Last year? Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Well, last year and the spring before that when COVID started. What is time? (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's not ideal, but you kind of have to just be like, it is what it is and make the most of it and find like the good parts of it instead of just, cause you'll be way less motivated to do anything. If you're sitting there like this sucks, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you have to just kind of be like, all right, like at least for us, it's like, okay, it's only two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Again, knock on wood, but, um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I was just going to say like, as far as, I mean, I agree completely with you guys about like, it's definitely different, like figuring out studying this semester because it's a whole different ball game as far as like how we feel going in and like mm-hmm. having some experience already. But like at the same time, we still are figuring it out. Like just because we have one semester doesn't mean that we have it all figured out. Um, 
but I definitely wanted to going into this semester, like get my reading and stuff done like early. And also mm-hmm. Ashley, like you said, like go over stuff. Well, Cam, you said it too. Like, like going over things either at the end of the week or like if I did it early, then going over it like right before that class. Yeah. So far, it's not going well. <laughs> not going according <laughs> to plan. Yeah. But <clears throat> that is definitely something that like if you can make it work, I would say like try to do that because I see the value in doing it, whether I'm going to be able to actually put it into practice or not. Like, I definitely think that it's something that I and everybody should strive for because it can be extremely, can be, it definitely is extremely stressful when you didn't get the reading done until like right before the class. Like in some ways it's good because it's fresh in your mind, but in other ways it's like you're sitting there putting extra stress on yourself for no reason by being like, am I going to get this done in the last half hour before this class starts? Like, and then you're also working on stuff that's for that day and then not working on stuff that's for the next day. And it just becomes this cycle of doing everything the day it's due. And it's yeah. just not, and it, it progressed throughout last semester and I'm really trying to not let it get to that point this semester, but we'll see. Yeah. That's so, it's so easy for that to happen. It's like, once you get behind once, it's like a snowball, you know, you just can't like get out of it. So we're trying not to. I think it'll be like, hopefully when we're back in, in school in person next week, I'm kind of excited because so our classes this semester, we still have legal skills. We have contracts we have constitutional law, we have property law, and civil it's procedure. Um, and I'm actually really excited because one of those classes, constitutional law in particular, I feel like he'll email us like notes he wants us to like pay attention to or like talking points he wants to do. And not that you couldn't last semester, but I feel like this is a really good semester to actually like lean on study groups. Whereas I feel like when we were like study grouping we were just like we got together and we would read together and it was nice to be like okay so we're all reading so we're like holding each other accountable but I feel like this semester we'll actually like be able to do that plus be like okay let's like actually talk about some of those things or like I, I just feel like I doing the readings this semester has felt a little more isolating because I actually have like more questions and like stuff that I'm not certain about that I want to ask and it's like oh well we're on zoom so Mm. I don't know if that whole thing made sense but yes it did (laughs) (laughs) Um, well the other thing that we wanted to talk about that I feel like is relevant to this oh well we were going to talk about study groups if anyone had anything more to say about study groups I don't know why everyone was like maybe it's just another college thing like other law schools but I felt like that was in like everyone's blog and like oh my god find a study group find a study group and I'm I'm like I feel like that term is just synonymous with like friend group yeah because all we would do is just like we would read with each other I don't know I don't know what other people are doing but I mean I do think that like there are people I mean even at Quinnipiac but at other law schools where like it's a formal thing. Like people will be like, do you want to form a study group? Or like, I'm forming a study group. Do you want to be in it? And then it's like, 
it's not like a friend group where it like happens naturally. It's more mm-hmm. like, like, like you who's are someone that I've noticed in class, like is good at this subject. So be in my study group kind of thing. Like, and, um, like over the break, I watched the paper chase, the movie that Carol <laughs> was like talking about. <clears throat> um, and for anyone who doesn't know, I mean, you can look it up, but like, I'll explain it really quickly. Um, it's like a movie from the seventies about like this kid going to Harvard law school and like, literally it doesn't really have a plot. It's just like his first year of law school. <laughs> like that's the whole like thing. And <clears throat> it opens up, um, with like his contracts class and this really like strict, tough, like intimidating professor, um, and yeah, it's, it's actually kind of accurate. Like it's a little dramatic, but it's like pretty accurate. A lot of like what they experienced, but like one of the main things in it is like this one guy, like recruits this group of other guys to be like, we're going to be in a study group. And then he's like, you see them like in their study they meet like once a week at the same time. And like, they say like, oh, you're going to take the outline for this class. You're going to take the outline for this class. And they like split up, like doing outlines and stuff. And then like the end of the semester, they all sit down and like literally trade their outlines to each other to be like, and then there's all this drama with like one guy being like, I can't be in this anymore. And he like gets up and leaves. And then they're like, who's going to do his outline. But anyway, so like, again, probably dramatized a little bit, but like, I'm sure there are places where that's like a legit thing, like where people are like, this study group is going to be like a thing, (laughs) you know? (laughs) That's just so wild to me too. Also like the fact that you would like split up your outlines, like we all did our own outlines. Like there were parts that we collaborated on or like if we asked to see like somebody else's to like help with ours or whatever but it wasn't like oh I'll only do like this class like I can't imagine that like how do you study then no like that, that, that no is study. your studying yeah, yeah. if yeah. like one per then one person is gonna know one subject <laughs> way better than person b and c and then vice versa and then you don't know the rest of the classes <laughs> when yeah. you know one class really well and nothing about any other class <laughs> but so yeah study groups again very subjective people don't make it sound or people make it sound like something that it's not (laughs) like if you I guess if you want to be someone that's like I'm forming a study group would you like to join like sure go for it but like you don't need to feel pressure to be in something that you feel like is an official study group (laughs) like ask your friends for help when you need help if people ask you to be in a study group and you're like that's not my thing just be like no, that's not my thing. Like, just do you because as we've said a bajillion times, like this is all what works best for you. Yeah. I don't know. It definitely like, I feel like Quinnipiac has like a really good environment of being very collaborative. And I still feel like that was the case around finals. Like people would still be really helpful, like offered to give like charts and materials or like help explain something. Like if, you know, you guys were in the law school for like what 10 hours a day you know like you'd run into the same people and you could chat and like it didn't feel like super cutthroat like you cannot be in this room or like we will not help you with anything like people were still very nice so it wasn't like about like oh well you weren't in our study group so yeah yeah I mean we're all given the same information you know it's not like we're studying things that are big bad secrets no, I found this information, so I'm not giving it to you. <laughs> okay, so do we want to talk about note-taking? 
Ooh, my favorite. Yay. <laughs> All right. Well, I type my notes on my computer. I use OneNote, Microsoft OneNote. Shout out. Not uh, another plug for OneNote. Sponsor note. us because this is the second time she's <laughs> talked about this. I've never heard, I'm pretty sure I said this in another You said podcast. this, yeah. But, you know. Um, but I'll say it again. <laughs> but I'd never used OneNote until, like, I saw someone using it in, I think, contracts or something. And I was like, ooh, that's interesting. That looks, that looks useful. And here we are. It has stood the test of time. So I, I'm a note, a typed note taker. I switched halfway in the semester because it's faster to type. But now I'm back to writing my notes for at least for a little while. Because I can still search through my notes, like my handwritten notes for words, just like you could in like a type document. So we'll see how long that lasts. It's definitely harder to keep up when like a professor's talking, but especially during Zoom school, I like get tired of this whole situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. My screen is like constantly split between I got Zoom, I got my notes, I got this, I got that. It's like cripes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mostly wrote mine for like the whole semester except the last like one or two classes where I got lazy and was like yeah I'll just type a couple things um but for the most part I write them this semester I kind of go back and forth but also that's because I've taken half my classes from my bed and it's easier to <laughs> type them than to have my iPad and be writing them and be typing on or using my computer um I definitely love having a software or like an app or whatever where like you can do both like in the same document um I use Notability on on my iPad and my laptop so like you can just write something and then like the second you're like I don't want to do this anymore you can literally just like hit type and then type underneath it instead Um, why am I about to download that right now I have good notes good notes five I believe I would, I would say though, like, I think Jen and I's looks about the same. I watched like a YouTube video that was like comparing the two. And I was like, I hate this. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. I literally don't care. Yeah. Um, and I would say the typing isn't as nice. Like it's kind of more difficult um, to type through, like to get it started. And I don't know why it's like so funky. So if I'm like typing, I'll just do... Um, a word document and if I really feel pressed then I'll just export it and you know put it into good notes as like a pdf because it's not that big of a deal but yeah it wasn't too hard the other thing um about notes at all or however you're going to take it but one thing that like I've noticed is now that I've had the experience, especially like our year long classes, like now that we know like what we're going to need for taking an exam, yeah. like don't feel so pressured to write down so many things because like yeah. your brain like kind of automatically focuses on like the things that you know he's saying that are like actually relevant. Like mm-hmm. last semester I was like, I don't know what I'm going to need. So I would write down like every single thing basically yeah. and handwriting that's like kind of hard. But mm-hmm. now like when I handwrite, it's a little bit easier because I'm not writing down every single thing or I'm not writing down word for word. I'm basically just writing down, okay, he just said this number of like the restatement. So let me just write down that number and I'll go look at it later. Or yeah. like he writes yeah. down like, 
the holding of this case is like X rule or whatever. And then I'm like, okay, so go back to holding of this case. Like, so handwriting like might be a little bit harder your first semester when you're not really sure like what you need to take notes on. But I feel like if you are someone who handwrites, like it's going to get easier as you go and you can like tailor your notes a little bit more. I should say too that like, I feel privileged in that we all, like when we say handwriting, we mean an iPad. So then it's all in one place. So it's not, you know, like leaves of paper. So it's easier to keep it all in one place too. And then to transition between typed and handwritten is not big of a deal. And I like waited until I started law school to be like, I wonder if people like have iPads, like some people in college did, but it kind of like felt excessive. And depending on who you were, like, if you really wanted to handwrite and that was your thing, like, go for it. But I felt like I was fine with just a computer. Um, And I waited and then I was like, okay, like, not only do a lot of people have it, but I kind of like how they're using it. So I would say that's, that's been a good investment. And so also part of the reason why I don't want to completely give up handwriting is because like, that's why I bought it. And so I don't (laughs) want it to like gather dust, like I bought it for that purpose. Yeah, but also I just got a um, new case for my iPad for Christmas that like basically turns it into a laptop, which also feels excessive because then I basically have two laptops. But like, (laughs) it's like, it's cool because it literally has like a trackpad and everything. Like you just like flip out the keyboard. Oh, that's nice. Oh, I can't wait to see it. You can see it right now. I mean, it's not as cool in person, but as in person, (laughs) Oh my God, it yeah, is a little wow. bit it does, like you like pull out this thing on the back so that it like stands up and then you yes. just use the keyboard like a normal keyboard oh. and then you can use the trackpad to like click on stuff. So that's nice because like I can be writing on this and then instead of like switching to like, oh, I want to type, let me go to my laptop. I can just like then type on this like it's a laptop. Yeah. And also like if I don't want to bring my whole laptop somewhere, like even in the last few weeks, if I've gone like, I don't know, to visit family or whatever. And I'm like, oh, I have to like do my homework for a hot second. Like I will just have this. And then it's basically my laptop as well. So like, that's cool too. Like you can use, like get that sort of situation so that you don't feel like, oh, if I'm not using my iPad just to write, then it's a waste of having it. Yeah. Because you can also use it as a laptop. But it's not like I feel like I don't use my laptop because I have my iPad as a laptop. Like, I don't know. I use them. I feel like I use both enough for it to be, like, worth having them, even though it seems really extra. And you're sure as heck not going to take your exam on your iPad. True. (laughs) So you're going to need your laptop. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's all... I don't know. We'll take any comfort we can get in law school. So... (laughs) If it, if it makes you feel better, go for it. I have a very crappy iPad. I just bought whatever was cheapest at, at Costco. So it literally, I think, has like 32 gigabytes of storage space. So it's constantly screaming at me that there's no space and to delete more things. So it really is just a thing to take notes because everything's Same as my brain. There's too much. Yeah, I'm like, me too, okay? There's not enough space. <laughs> I know. We're full. <laughs> Uh, yeah but that is another thing I guess is our our finals you could we were like in person but um you could do them on your laptop or you could write them and we all chose to type them on our computers I could not fathom writing 
an exam for three hours, especially since it's so like word vomity and just you're trying to get so many points across at the same time that I wouldn't be able to organize it in handwriting in enough time. Yeah, organizing it. And then some of them had word limits. And also like, I don't know if it was like 30 years prior and like everyone was handwriting it, then like fabulous. Like that's kind of your like level. But like when some people are writing and some people are typing, like personally, I can type faster than I can write. Mm -hmm. And like, I guess, you know, you could have wrote something better in less words, but I just felt like I was moving a lot faster than if I was writing it. Yeah. And also like, just like the organization of it and like the, the making it make sense is like, sometimes you have to insert things like earlier Mm because you forgot to say it. And like, if you're trying to do that in like a blue book, you might get that point across, but like, even if you get it across, it's not going to be like as effective as if you could actually insert (laughs) it in the right place. Yeah. I would not be able to do that. And for me, I, I would be fine if I never had to write in the blue book again. I did that for a couple finals in, um, I was about to say high school, in college for like a few professors who didn't allow technology. That's what we had to do in it. Ireland for all of our exams. Cause none of, cause they're like, you know, <laughs> a little bit behind when it comes to technology and a lot of it um so like for all of our exams it was in this like gigantic room with, with like hundreds of people with all these desks in rows and they just like came down the row and handed you a blue book and then I think it was like two hour exams so like you had two hours to write your essay and yeah it was rough but also like I just didn't care as much about those exams as like obviously law school exams so like I would just like do it slower and make sure that like I was waiting for like what I knew I was going to write before I wrote it down so that I didn't have to do yeah. all the like arrows and this goes here and oops cross that out like um <laughs> so it was easier like then to just like take it slow and make sure that I had like a clean looking answer but for a law school exam like never it would be like all kinds of scratchy arrows like <laughs> all, no <laughs> My favorite was for college, like when they said like a blue book exam, like you have you had to go and get your own blue book. Like they didn't supply the blue books, which probably wouldn't be an issue for you two, but for me, no. You're asking me to remember the material and bring the supplies. Too much. I really do one of those things. Yeah, pick your poison school. You bring the book and then you just write in it. Well, I remembered the book, so I can't remember anything for the exam. (laughs) Sorry, you asked too much of me. I had a friend who like forgot hers and the professor like didn't have any extra and she had to like literally run across campus to go and buy one because they sold them at the bookshop and then run back and then take her exam. Wow, that's adding insult to industry. That's not the saying. (laughs) Insult to the industry. (laughs) Injury. (laughs) I feel like next we can hop into maybe class participation. Yeah, I don't have a lot to say about that. (laughs) I don't have a lot of participation to add. (laughs) So in law school, if you don't know, they cold call you. It's called the Socratic method and all the, you know, you walk in and you're so nervous that you're going to be cold called all the time. 
And honestly, like our experience with it really wasn't that bad. We had one professor who really stuck to his guns and like would actually cold call. So you never knew when you were going to be called and, you know, you had to know the information all the time. But other than that, it's been kind of chill. You know, I guess this would make sense. But if you didn't participate in that class, like they literally don't know you. Like, (laughs) do I even go there? (laughs) Was I even there? Like, and that's from the contracts. No, <laughs> if we're going off of that, <laughs> I'm not in contracts. Jen, who <laughs> Jen and I are in the back, and we have never been called on in that class. We do not exist in that class. Not anything on the reflection on our grade, though. I don't. I don't think that correlated at all, like participation to grade. But I don't know why I went on that tangent. But I don't. Go to I law think school. your point was just like even though Socratic method is like so scary, it truly works. Yeah. Because the classes where people were cold called on the most were the classes I learned the most in. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay. Shocking revelation that the class I participated in the most, I feel like I learned the most information. Whoa. Literally the Pikachu meme. <laughs> When someone tells you the Socratic method works and then you realize the Socratic method works. (laughs) You just don't know until you're going through it. When like, my grade doesn't reflect it. When hundreds of years of law school professors tell you that the Socratic method works. And then after one semester, you realize that it works. I believe no one but my own experiences. (laughs) Definitely going into this semester, I have felt like so much more comfortable with volunteering still yes calls freak me out like because with cold calls it's like you're not talking necessarily when you know what you're talking about you're talking when you're forced to talk whereas like with volunteering I'm like okay obviously like I understood a lot of the information last semester because like I did well on finals so like it's not like last semester when I had no idea, like, do I actually get this? I'm not going to volunteer because mm-hmm. I don't think I get it. Like now I'm like pretty confident that I like get stuff because we have something to go off of on like how good we are at this. So yeah. I like definitely feel a lot better. And also like when you're in the same classes with the same people every single day, like yeah. you're fine with like talking in front of them as opposed yeah. to like in all of college, I like never volunteered because like, in every class it was like different people and I was always like Mm -hmm. just too anxious to like do that so like now like I it makes me feel like a lot better and I'm like really glad that like just the way that things have like I don't know I'm doing a bad job of like explaining this but like but the, the fact of like feeling that I like understood what I was doing and then also like being with the same people like I'm like happy that those of like combined to make me feel like okay now I can like talk in class because it really is rewarding when you talk like mm-hmm. even if it's like the smallest thing and you give like a one word answer but it's correct like you still just feel like so good about yourself <laughs> so like yeah. I you know it's really hard for a semester like for me obviously I'm saying it was but like if it's not hard for you or like even if it is hard for you but you can get over it like try to do it first semester and then even if you can't like try to make more of an effort second semester because like it will be worth it. Wow. I should heed that advice. 
<laughs> I nod along as I like literally spent all of last week on the couch with my camera off, blowing my nose and like half awake. So it's a work in progress. I, I honestly think it's a lot easier for me to participate in person. I don't know why, but like that race for people to find like the raised hand function and like awkward to talk on zoom. Like you don't want to cut someone off, but like, you know, it's like, Oh, is anyone like going to volunteer in this space? Whereas I feel like it's like so easy to just like throw your hand up and like volunteer something. I don't know why I feel like that is not, I don't, I don't feel like most people would agree with that, but. Mm, I think I'm 50, 50, like at least on zoom, if you're not participating, it's like, you're just sitting there and you can get away with it. You can turn your camera off, mute yourself. Like you can be in the, in the ether and no one will see you. Then in class, like we have masks on, which I think is a mm-hmm. huge security blanket, at least for me. Because when I speak, if I speak on Zoom, my, I, I feel my face get red. I'm looking at myself getting red and it's like a whole a whole bunch of nonsense. And then in class, it's like, okay, well, I can only feel it. And most people mm-hmm. can't see it. So. As people have pointed out before, my face gets really red oh my when gosh. I'm embarrassed. Or overheated. That actually really helps with that too. When you point it out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of a tomato. And then I'm a shaking tomato because (laughs) I'm nervous. Tomato. (laughs) Would you say a Roman tomato? (laughs) I would. That is Cam's favorite tomato. Oh, you're my favorite tomato. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I Jen, you are too. I don't have favorites, so you're my two tomatoes. My two tomatoes, my two tomatoes. Our next Halloween costume, tomatoes. We're all just tomatoes. (laughs) A bunch of tomatoes. (laughs) Oh, I was gonna say, like, um, yes, it's nice to have the masks in person to like cover up embarrassment, but also you have to talk so so much louder. Like you have to like project more. And then if you don't, and then like the professor calls you out, then it's like, that's embarrassing. And you're like knocked down. Whereas like, I feel like for me on zoom, like I'm literally in my room. So like how much more comfortable could I get? You know, (laughs) like, like, yes, there's other people watching me, but like I'm in an environment that I'm like comfortable in. And also if you just like only have the professor up like as like speaker view and you can't even see anybody else, then it's like you forget that other people are even listening to you and you're just like having a conversation with like one person. Whereas in class you like watch everyone like whip their heads around to watch you talk. It's like, you don't need to watch me talk. Listen, just listen. You also can't even read my lips because I'm wearing a mask. Yeah, so so you looking at me does not help anyone. Oh my gosh. I always have gallery view on. I don't know. I don't know why. Ugh. I usually I like people do too, just because it's entertaining to watch people. Yeah. Sorry, everyone, if that makes you uncomfortable. What if I miss <laughs> something? That's in you our know? Class. But like, <laughs> but sometimes like when I want to talk, I'll like put it on speaker because then like, I just see me and the professor. I hate when my box gets big like that. I'm like, please. That that's why I if you have it on speaker view, rude. I don't want my face getting that big. Rude. Like, 
absolutely not. Like, have it on gallery view, please. I want my box to be about this big. That's it. Yes. No, no I bigger. want your full face right on my whole screen. No. Take it no. over. Just like, you know, video. <laughs> every time. Like, you know that moment when you're like the first in the breakout room and you have your video on and it's like, whoa. <laughs> Wow, I look like that. I, okay, the harsh truth. <laughs> I'm like, actually, I won't be volunteering today. Well, no, if it I makes just... me feel any better. The quality on my laptop screen is not great. So, regardless <laughs> of how big you are, it's kind of grainy. Oh, <laughs> uh, when I started Zoom school in undergrad, I bought a ring light and I said, you know the people deserve this type of lighting for me. And, you know, that shows third year of Zoom school. Jen, take us away. What's our next topic? Uh, Time management? Mm, My least favorite skill. (laughs) I would consider myself a good time manager. That's it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for considering myself the worst. I just need to I'm give myself a little pat on the back. Okay. Good for you. <laughs> Round Cam of applause for Cam and her good time management. <laughs> Although I can Cam. be a bit of a procrastinator, so I'm the best of both worlds. So would you say that you need uh, to improve or you were perfect last semester? Um, Jen, no one's perfect. Um, so I could not get on this podcast and exclaim my perfection. Um, <laughs> so there's always room for improvement. <laughs> oh my gosh. See, okay. But here's the thing about time management in law school or you know, this is school in general. Like it just depends on your class schedule because it's so easy to be like, oh, okay. The only class I have on Friday is at one Why would I do the reading? Not on the day of the class. If I have like so many hours in the day, mm. they're like mm-hmm. setting us up to be last minute. It's <laughs> true. So what you're saying is it's not our fault. <laughs> So that's not a, that's it's not a registrar's a fault. fault. That's not a fault of me. <laughs> it's not about my time management. It's about the person who set up my schedule. <laughs> Sorry. I think that everyone could, well, maybe not everyone. I'm sure there are some people who are absolutely amazing at time management, but I feel like most people can improve on time management always. But the other thing that like, gets me about time management is that your time management isn't 100% of the time going to be good, even if you're Mm -hmm. good at time managing. Like I like beat myself up so much when I'm like, I made a schedule for this day for everything I was going to do and I didn't do it. And it's like, okay, but that was one time out of like a whole month that you did that every other day and you did it every other day, like correctly, you know, like, and so I think that like, just because you're not doing time management perfectly all the time doesn't mean that like you're not good at it and that's something that I'm like still working on but like I wish someone had told me that like a long time ago (laughs) like not even just like in the context of law school but just like life in general like I wish earlier on somebody was like just because you don't 
do time management well all the time doesn't mean you're bad at time management. Cause I used to say like, yeah, I struggle with time management. And then the more I like kind of actually thought about it, I was like, no, I, I actually don't. I'm really good at it. I just like, sometimes I don't do it great. Like, but anything that anyone is good at, you don't do good all the time. Here's the thing is general Texas consistently at about the same time every night. And she just puts herself to bed just like that. (laughs) And I'm like, when do I go to bed? Could be 11, could be two. Doesn't matter what day of the week it it is. No. No regard for any kind of schedule. Here, we'll spin it in like a, you know, like when they're in an interview and they're like, tell tell us something like negative about yourself and you're supposed to like spin it positively. I'm too good at being realistic. (laughs) Let me, let me explain myself. So I have in front of me my to-do list for today. I put on it, get up. I checked that one off. Get up. up. (laughs) That's sometimes the hardest task. Yeah. And I did it today. So here I am. I said, make my bed. I did that as well. So I checked that one off. I made coffee. Check that one off. I've already done three things before my day has even started. Wow. Which was about at noon. But that's okay. (laughs) Because we didn't put a timestamp on it. And that's fine. We didn't say when we needed to make coffee. We just said make coffee. Make coffee. Right now I can check off record podcasts. Because we're doing that right now. This is the most productive thing. I've done. Let me write oh. record podcast on my to-do list and then <laughs> check it off. Yeah. So you, you've done it. Ta-da. But I'm too much the other way of like, oh, like I'm having like a bad mental health day or like I just really need to like relax or do whatever. And then I'll just do it. And then the next day I'm like, I, I didn't get a single thing done. <laughs> But I enjoyed that other day. <laughs> but now today sucks. And that's going to be tomorrow. Yeah. Because getting up and making coffee and making my bed was not all I should have done today. <laughs> should have done a lot more. Yeah, I have a list of... Um, it's only five o'clock. You got time. Yeah. Yeah, true. But it's dark outside. Left. So mentally, I've already checked out. I should just get in bed. Oh my God. This is my homework list. Woo! Um, my homework list that I started on, uh, I think Thursday, maybe Friday, I don't know, but I wrote down like what I needed to do for Thursday, Friday and the weekend, except guess what I did. Um, under weekend, I wrote contracts for Monday, con law for Monday. Hmm. And then like five hours later, I was like, we don't even have school on Monday. Yes. (laughs) So So you can check those off. Yeah. Literally. I was like, cool cool we don't need to do those (laughs) done and dusted (laughs) (laughs) you've already accomplished so much and then I sent I sent four emails today today's a Sunday I sent four emails wow I almost just said is it really Sunday but it is really Sunday (laughs) I felt so good about myself that then I rested for three hours (laughs) honestly then we started the podcast because one hour per email so I should then not do something for an hour after this, but by then I should probably make dinner. And then after that, it's, it wouldn't be productive to work. 
no, after you, that. So then I should just tuck myself into bed. So I've killed today. Today is <laughs> mm. time management. Essentially, we don't need to work on whatsoever. We are all perfect at it. And that's I have it. managed my time in a way. <laughs> so you need time management tips, baby. Isn't DM us on Instagram. Actual time management. Yeah. If you're deciding what to do with your time, you're managing your time, right? <laughs> you know what I think is really rude on this time topic? So last week I was like violently ill, right? <laughs> this morning, because it's Sunday, I got my like screen time average for the week. How rude. How rude of you to send that? I don't need that type of negativity in my life. And I know I should just turn it off, but sometimes I feel really good when it's like, oh, you're like 25% down for this week. While we're talking about something else, let me find what I got this morning. It was not good. It was well, not well. I'm pretty sure once I saw my screen time now, meanwhile, I think my screen time measures my iPad, laptop, and cell phone. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure it said you average 24 hours a day. I'm like that's not true. <laughs> I sleep at least five hours a day. <laughs> they said you do not do anything ever that doesn't involve a screen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my god. Uh, well, okay. Let's find... go on to our next topic. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be so thrilling, Jen. Well, this is kind of related health and wellness, yes. and also school-life balance. Let's just mix those together. I just want to preface this by saying <laughs> um, that we've, like, talked about definitely school-life balance before. I don't know if we've talked about health and wellness, but um, everyone knows what our advice is. And if you don't know what our advice is, then you're not a loyal listener, and you need to go back and listen to all our other episodes. <laughs> but... I feel like this should just be our assessment of how we feel like we personally did with school life balance as opposed to like our advice about school life balance. Because again, everybody definitely should already know what our advice is. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So how do we think we did with keeping a school life balance? I think we did very well. It was, it was nice to like mm -hmm. have things to look forward to on the weekends. Like, cause we yeah. did a lot of stuff together on the weekends, almost every weekend. Um, so it was nice to like have a reward at the end of a, end of a week and just like hang out together and not be thinking about school, talking about school, looking at school. It's like a reward. <laughs> Another TikTok reference you guys won't get. Um, I, I think it went really well. I think part of the reason that made it easier that we won't have this semester, which is really sad is that we had Fridays off. So every weekend was a three day weekend. And so it made it easy to be like, okay, well, like one of those days, like, isn't really a lot mm -hmm. to take off or even <laughs> this may have been just a me thing, like take two of them off and then just like really cram in one day, like all that you can do. Maybe if it was a lighter weekend or something. Cause I just personally find that if I had the full three days, sometimes even the full two days, this weekend as an example, <laughs> then I'll just kind of like, not like I could 
manage my time a lot better if I just only have this set amount of time versus like, if I know I have all this time. I'm going to end up just kind of like laying around doing a whole mm. lot of nothing when I could have like something that I planned to look forward to. Like I'll still probably use about the same amount of time to study. It just won't be as fun. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense, but. Oh, it does make sense. Also <clears throat> another thing about this semester is that like now it's winter and do we even want to go outside and do things? Not particularly. Whereas last semester <laughs> we were always like out and about outside and hiking and walking and like whatever. And now it's like a struggle to get out of bed. <laughs> Here's the thing though. Here's the thing. Because everyone was like, do you got, do you guys, do you know that you're like moving to the East coast and you know, the East coast is called blah, 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 blah. Is it colder than I thought? Yes. Sadly, yes. I tried going to the beach yesterday. Was blown away by how Literally. cold it was. Literally so windy, so cold. It felt like I was at the North Pole. But, like, there are so many, like, fun things to do that are inside around here that, like, aren't at other places. Like, we could go to like, well, me, I could go to like a, a museum and be like, have so much fun. And it's like indoors and it's fine. Versus a lot of like the fun things to do back home are, are the hiking and are being outside. So it's a lot harder, I think for me when it gets cold over there, cause it's like, okay, actually what is there to do? Yeah. <clears throat> so at least I know there are a lot of like fun attractions that are like inside or just like, I don't know. I feel like there's still stuff to do, but yeah, it's hard when like maybe you have to walk to get there and now that's like not humanly possible. No. Yeah, it is a lot colder than I thought, but ready to bust out my snow boots who have seen action twice. So (laughs) ready to up that number, but I hate wearing puffy coats. I'm more of a light jacket, no jacket kind of gal. Mm-hmm. Which I'm normally more of like cut it now. <laughs> like <clears throat> yesterday, I thought it would be a cool idea to wear a dress, and then I stepped outside and I said, "No." It was probably no. a very cool idea. Get it? Like very cool. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna have to adapt. But there's a Scandinavian saying, and it goes, "There's no bad weather." Just another rest it. Like poorly dressed, bad clothes for the weather. <laughs> I'll get back to you. I love that Put saying. That. <laughs> so good. Rolls off the tongue. Anyway, there's no bad weather. Just poor clothing decisions, which are all There's no mine. bad weather, just a bad attitude. Yes, that. <laughs> A bad tune. Baddies. Just baddies. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> oh, but I was going to say that as far as, like, health and wellness, like, like as far as that balance, like, it definitely got rough around, like, finals. So I need to – I need to be better about that this semester because for a while, all three of us were in, like, a really good routine of at least, like, once a week I – count on us all like going to the gym doing something and then y'all are y'all are amazing you'll be like oh my gosh like we can talk as soon as I get done with my 
20 mile run. And I'm like, well, <laughs> let me have my third bowl of pasta for the day. And then I'll, then I'll be ready to talk <laughs> after and I've I'm had prepared. my ice cream bar in bed. <laughs> so, okay. Um, but you have to start getting ready for the 5k. So that'll be a motivator. Yeah. I still need to sign up for it. So <laughs> I'll be getting ready for it. And I'm going to add that to the list. And then I've yes. done another thing today. Oh my gosh. Sure there's definitely a date where like you can't like it the price goes up. It might yeah, be like January, so hopefully it hasn't passed yet. I definitely think once you already have a routine of working out or whatever it may be, whatever the thing is that you're that you need to work on, obviously this context we're talking about is health and wellness, but like mm-hmm. whatever it is that you feel like you need to work on like the most difficult part of it is like getting the routine. But once you have the routine, like it's actually not hard. And like, it may look hard from the outside being like, Oh my God, I can't believe that. Like you're always finding time to work out or like you always like eat healthier, whatever it is. Like, yeah, it looks more difficult than it actually is. Once you've like, once that's just become like your normal, you know? Yeah. But I think the hard part. Yeah. There you go. I was just going to say, like, um, like, let that be not even just you. I just mean, like, everybody in mm-hmm. general. Like, that can be, like, something to look forward to or, like, a motivator to be, like, okay, like, this is going to get easier once I get over the hump of, like, okay, just do it. You know, like, yeah. it's not like it's going to continue to be so hard to get yourself to do it <clears throat> because once it becomes, like, your habit, it's, like, not hard anymore. Yeah, I do a lot better when I'm like forced. Like if I've signed up for a class and then like I'm held accountable in that way, like I've paid for it or like my friends are going or something. We talked about this, I think in our last episode, when we were like joking and you guys were talking about like being type A. And and you were type Z. Yeah, whatever that is. I hate routines and like I don't like doing the same thing every day. So I'll be like, oh, I could work out or I could do something different and not do that. Or it doesn't sound fun because it's cold or Mm. I have to drive somewhere or I'd have to shower or the list goes on, you know, because it's like those things are like, well, like you say, you don't have the time, but how much time do you spend doing blah, 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 blah. And my screen time would tell you I have lots of time. (laughs) So... I could definitely fit it in. It's definitely not that issue, but we're working on the getting there portion, but I'm really going to have to work on that 5k because I have never ran that far ever. Oh my God. I'm so, so excited. I get to see all of your firsts <laughs> in the running world. And I just Cam, Where is my us. half marathon training schedule? <clears throat> I ordered it like three weeks ago. <laughs> it's not, it's right here. Right, my can noodle. We, can we get it in a tangible form so I can see it. Come get my noodle. <laughs> I was about to ask for a 5K running schedule, but yeah, let's be honest, I wouldn't follow it. So, <laughs> thanks everyone for listening to episode one of our reflection on first semester. We hope you stay tuned for part two. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening.